0: Hey, welcome to Gay Homework. I'm your host, Brick Olson, and this is my special guest today, Micah Titchener. Hi, Brick. Who are you going to be profiling in today's Gay Homework? I'm gonna be talking about Philip Johnson. Philip Johnson? That's great. What are you doing with this voice? <laughs> don't worry. I go feel lie.
1: like I really have to turn it up to like match you. No,
0: you thing. don't. No, that's the whole point. Is that like? <laughs> or you turn it down equally. You turn it down equally, or you just stay where you are. You're fine. Yeah, you have to just be like and don't worry, e- extra resolute. I will end up being completely normal. It's just how you have to start out the show, so it's like fun and ridiculous oh, okay, and exciting. Okay, I'll just let you. Do, you, you should, let me do my job. You start moving around. At all, <laughs> yeah, Be so. n- n- creaky. <laughs> I mean, what's gayer than the sound of wicker? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so... Uh, okay. Um, can you describe his work for me?
1: Do you know any of his buildings that are in New York?
0: I know of the Glass House.
1: Yeah, the Glass House in New Canaan, Connecticut, which is a really wonderful space. Mm-hmm. I think everyone should visit it. Um, it's so easy to get to. But also in New York, he... He designed the Seagram Tower uh, with Mies van der Rohe, Lincoln Center he designed. No way! Really? Yeah. He, he designed the master plan, I think he designed a couple of the uh, actual buildings, but the majority of the work was his planning. Do you know the Sony Tower? It's kind of like a pinkish marble stone, no, uh, at... and it has the pediment at the top. It's on like Madison, like 56 and also the NYU Library uh, by Washington Square Park, like the big red brick wall. Yeah, I think it's helpless, yeah. Yeah, he has some pretty
0: prominent buildings in the city. which That's why I love gay homework, because I can find out about things that I should know about that I didn't. (laughs) Great, so how can you describe sort of those buildings and what, what is a common theme amongst all of them?
1: I think you can clearly see a simplicity of form with them. Also in particular with the Sony Tower, uh, this was the beginning of postmodernism.
0: And so his, the Sony Tower is from sort of his transition into postmodernism from modernism? Yeah,
1: and I mean, he was a very public architect, he was always getting interviews, Yeah. so he was living this very public life with his profession, um, but he was also gay, which is something that no one really knew or they he didn't talk about. So he wasn't out? No.
0: Or just was out to a few friends in his close circle.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right. I mean, I'm noticing, as we're profiling so many different people um, from the past, from a time when it was illegal to be gay and, you know, uh, how terrible things were back then, we're finding so much about how um, people manage their identity in those sort of difficult times. Often people would, you know, be able to live as themselves around their close family and friends, but then when it was like... Their public image was definitely a lie in a way, um,
1: and that's tough whenever public image is so prominent.
0: I mean, clearly this architect made his career hinged on his visibility in the public.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, but can you kind of see his like queerness in his in the way he designs buildings?
1: That's really funny. Um, I I was reading like some commentary about. Uh about his work and there are definitely some critics that say um whenever you look the evolution of his work you can kind of see this frivolity start to slowly infiltrate its way into his work manifested so it's like Mm. he uh, started
0: living fast and loose once he got like more famous and more you know and richer and more comfortable and he was like Now I can start being a little more gay with my designs.
1: Yeah, and and you could kind of trace a repression of that in his his earlier works.
0: (laughs) What's his gayest building? (laughs) What would you say his gayest building is? The glass house. We'll talk (laughs) about that later. It's like the last... Oh, really? Yeah. Great! Cool. Hold on to that thought. (laughs) Speaking of him being gay, Um, Can you talk about his personal life at all?
1: Yeah, um, so he was really only in one relationship with David Whitney. Um, David Whitney was an architecture student at RISD, and when he was uh, 21, he walked over to Brown University to hear Philip Johnson speak. Philip Johnson was probably about 55 at this time. And David Whitney got the balls to go up and talk to him. Um, And he basically scored an invitation to come see the glass house, which was designed about 10 years uh, before this meeting. Pretty much from that point on, 1960, they had started a relationship until uh, Phil Johnson died in 2005. So they were together for that long? Yeah, for like 45 years, I think, yeah. Oh my god, that's incredible.
0: Did Whitney have his own career apart from Johnson, or was it just like a marriage in yeah, work um,
1: and love? Uh, David Whitney was um, kind of just art collector, art curator. He was very private. He didn't really necessarily have a public work, but I mean he he knew a lot about art. He did some curations at the Whitney Museum. Um, no relation, by the way. Yeah. Um, he did some exhibits of Cy
0: Twombly, Jasper Johns, Cindy Warhol, Michael Heiser. Wow, so he was mostly, he moved into curation.
1: He, he was a very big part of like the New York art world. Right. Um, and so it seems that he really taught Philip Johnson a lot about art. Um, if you visit the Glass House, you can see some really incredible pieces. So the Glass House was built in 1949, I think, is when Phil Johnson designed it, and after David and him started dating, they lived together at the glass house. And now there you can see, they've really started to create this haven for themselves. Mm. Um, it was like an escape. So there are all these structures that were built after they started dating that they collaborated on together, choosing works, choosing paint colors, doing the landscaping together. This was all a work they shared together, creating this
0: estate. And there's. There's, like, artwork out there that's
1: collected, right? I mean... Oh, there's some
0: incredible pieces. Do you know who, like some of the pieces that are out there?
1: There's some Frank Stella paintings, um, a lot of Warhol. Warhol actually did, a, like, a portrait of Philip Johnson. Probably some of the best Rauschenberg paintings that I've seen are there. Also some sculpture, too. Uh, John Chamberlain, which I know you like. I love John Chamberlain. <laughs> <He's my favorite.
0: laughs> Now I have to go. I haven't been out there yet. It's I really
1: recommend it. It's so easy.
0: Derek and I will go. So I mean clearly like the his his relationship influences personal life in that way. But how do you think that the relationship like influences work on a larger scale for some of the larger scale projects?
1: He he came out in nineteen ninety four and in nineteen ninety five he was um, approached by a minister of a church in Dallas to design a cathedral for them. Mm. And this was the largest gay and lesbian congregation in the world.
0: In Dallas, Texas? In Dallas,
1: Texas. Wow. About 4,000 members, I think. Interesting. Um, only so he, gay people? Mostly gay people. Wow. Um, so he designed a plan that included the cathedral and a chapel. Uh, the chapel is called the Interfaith Peace Chapel. This is the only
0: one that's built. And so that's sort of something that, I mean, clearly, once he, I mean, his relationship and him coming out, he, like, did he, he just seemed like he, like, was ready to just sort of work on gay shit. Yeah, I mean, this was
1: a pretty emotional project for him. I can imagine. I think, uh, he said, this is a building I've waited my whole life to build. It will be my memorial. Wow. This was his very last work that was completed. Oh, wow. In his life. You no, know, it was completed in 2005, like, oh around, my God. like
0: right when he died. Oh, right when he died, wow. Yeah.
1: It's such an interesting building too, I, you said you might be can familiar just, with it?
0: Yeah, I mean I've heard of it, but can you describe it? It's
1: very sculptural, there there are no right angles, um, it uses this beautiful marble. It's completely surrounded by all these really banal buildings like Burger King and Taco Bell and gas stations and warehouses. And there's just like this beautiful sculpture in like the middle of all this. Um, It really seems to highlight its importance. That's
0: amazing. Um, We'll make sure to put up photos of it on our Instagram so you can uh, check out at Gay Homework on Instagram um, and at Gay Homework on Twitter for photos that we'll put up so that you can see some of his work. Part of what we're doing at Gay Homework is really trying to um, draw the connections between all the different, you know, areas of existence that gay people and queer people are a part of, and we want to make sure we can draw those connections. Um, Is there any stuff that you can recommend for architecture and people that are interested in architecture who are queer persons, or something that could inspire queer people who are fascinated by architecture and design?
1: Uh, There's this book by Aaron Bettsky. Uh It's called Queer Space, Architecture and Same-Sex Desire. Um, and it's about how the queer perspective influences uh, physical space. So I just graduated from architecture school. and Congratulations. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> uh, and in my class of about... 80 kids, I was the only gay person. So whenever I discovered Phil Johnson, it was a special inspiration for me, um, seeing someone who is gay in such a highly respected uh, position in the field.
0: As I've been going through a lot of these um, stories uh, of so many queer people from history, herstory, um, I've found so many tragic tales because we came, we've came, we come through so much um, as a community. and. It's really great to hear a story about somebody who, um, survive, you know, the devastation that has been thrust upon our community so often. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Brick. Oh, love you, Micah. Um, again, check out our Instagram. It's at Gay And our Twitter is at Gay Homework. If you have any questions or any corrections, or if you want to send an email to our Gmail, it's, um, doyourgayhomework at gmail.com.
1: <laughs> was gayhomework at gmail.com taken?
0: Gayhomework at gmail.com was taken. So you have to write an email to do your gay homework at gmail.com. But luckily we got all of the Instagram and Twitters and everything. The hashtag is funny though, because there's a lot of like teenagers being like, gay homework's gay. Anyway, uh thanks so much and we'll see you soon. Bye.